0: How do you break into any market, show up, kick butt, take names, and more importantly, lead from the front? How can you boost sales? How can you show up and either take your sales from zero to to massive or scale if you're already crushing it right now and go to that next rung on the ladder? How can you sustain it? How can you grow it? How can you scale it? But more importantly, how can you do it with both authority and authenticity? We're gonna be talking about how to do that with your business right here today on this episode of EMP's uh, Daily Dose of Awesome. Great to be with you guys on a Tuesday. My name is JT DeBolt and as you're jumping out here, let me know who you are, where you are tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble so I can give you a personal shout out and uh, welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from here on the Big Blue Marble, thanks as always for joining us. For the Elite Marketing Pro Daily Dose of Awesome, your 15 minutes of inspiration, education, and motivation to help you get your day started off right. What's up? Lisa Gentile coming in from Wisconsin. Tomas? how are you doing, my friend? Great to see you here. As always, a privilege and an honor to be with you guys. Lots of folks jumping out here. As, as and I got to tell you, man, I'm pretty pumped about this. Been a couple of days since I've been out here. Uh, was away last week. Uh, in Los Angeles for the Fast Track workshop, which was totally amazing. Got to work with some really great people. I got to tell you, man, the the future of EMP is looking bright. So stoked to be able to work with our future leaders here in the company. Lots of folks jumping out here. Say hello as you do. And by the way, I'm going to be prepping quite a bit for the No Excuses event coming up here in June. Less than 30 days away. If you have not gotten your tickets yet, make sure you jump on that. We're going to have an amazing time. It's going to be in Las Vegas, Nevada, which is always a great deal of fun. But more importantly, we have the whole, the entire resort for ourselves. Imagine that. Just EMP is taking over this uh, hotel resort. It's going to be pretty awesome. Lots of amazing speakers coming out. Uh, I'm going to be there. Fernie's going to be there. TJ Matt, everybody's going to be there. We're going to have our our Fast Track facilitators and mentors out there. We're going to have our amazing community. We're going to have a blast. If you are serious about taking your business and your life to that next level, make sure you get yourself out there to No Excuses Summit. We're going to have a blast. All right. Good morning. (laughs) Lots of people coming out here. What's up, Tom? What's up, Chuck? What's what's up, Tatiana? Good to see you all. Michael, good morning, my friend. Angel, hello from Alaska. Just up there, uh, not that far away from here. Pretty awesome. So how do we do this? How do we actually boost our sales? How do we scale our revenue? And more importantly, how can we dominate our uh, our the, the, the industry that we're working in? Well, here's the thing about this. The first and foremost thing you have to understand is that if we can take a look at people that are doing it, you can kind of start to see the little breadcrumbs of success that they're leaving behind, right? It's very important to understand that this is possible. I heard somebody say one time, well, you know what? It just doesn't seem like anybody's having success. They were referring to their uh, particular network marketing company. And they said, you know, I don't know if I can trust my upline. I don't know if I can trust this, that, or the other thing. They're saying all these things, but I'm not really seeing anybody succeeding. And I'm thinking, wow, that's kind of interesting. So I asked them because I wasn't familiar with their company. What's the name of the company? And after a preliminary search of that company, come to find out there are quite a few people that are having some measurable success. And I'm not just talking about itty bitty. I'm talking about some pretty serious stuff. So from that person's perspective, they were coming at it with a frame, a mind frame and, and a filter of lack, right? Um, They were coming at it from a place of scarcity. They were coming at it from a place of disbelief. And the fact of the matter is you cannot receive if you don't believe, right? It's just not going to happen. So if you go out there with that mindset, that's closed, it's going to be very hard to succeed. But what really does that mean? What does it mean? Because if you look and you actually see the people, let's say that you have that mindset for possibility. Let's let's say your mind frame is dialed in for success, but you haven't quite seen those results yet and you know what you want. You're crystal clear on sort of the end game that you want to play for and you're seeing evidence of it right? So you're one of those people that actually sees the evidence of it. The question is, how can you convert that realization and that understanding into tangible results, into an actual business that's crushing, into a sales force that's, that's making it happen, into a funnel that converts? How do we do this? Well, the natural response to that question is typically something of the sort of, well, I need to work on my capture page. I need to work on my thank you video. I need to work on my ads. I need to do this and do that. And we start thinking tactically, right? And it comes up here inside the brain. And there's some true value to that. Would you agree? I mean, there's some true value to having the tactical end dialed in, but then there's another piece to this that's extremely important. And I'm going to be talking about this. If you know what, or if you think you know what it is, I want to know in the chat box, what you suppose that might be, what it is besides the tactics that are going to get you where you want to be. And more importantly, make the sales you want to make, scale the revenue and make that huge uh, shift in the marketplace where you start to be seen as the leader in the market? What do you suppose that might be besides just being tactically proficient? If you know what that is, go ahead and uh, tile it in it. Michael uh, Abushelli, Michael, if I butchered your name, I apologize, dude. I've been there. People have butchered mine. I know it's not great, but I apologize. It says, work on yourself. Hey, listen, Exactly. And specifically, what do you mean, Michael? Specifically, what is it we have to work on in order to tangibly get the results? What is it we must do? Michael says personal development. Absolutely. And again, specifically, what part of personal development must we work on? Uh, Angel Ray Whitney says self-worth. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting down to it, Angel. I totally agree. It is a part of self-worth. Tony Stewart says mindset and expectation. Yes. Yes, we're getting there. There's one specific area that I want to talk about today because there's a lot of things. And so all the things you guys are sharing, spot on, I 100% agree. In fact, we could probably create a year-long series on how to dominate your industry, how to scale your revenue, and how to crush your sales based on everything that's being put in here. Um, And yes, you're right, uh, Michael, Ignite does cover this. Ignition, I think is what you're talking about, does cover this to a point. What I want to discuss today, though, is what you must do in order to be that person, who you must be in order to show up and actually get the sales. The first part you have to do is take a look and see who is getting the sales and who's, who's crushing the, the results that you want to get. The question is, do we model them? Now I understand that we hear all the big motivational gurus talk about modeling success, but what does that actually mean? It's been my experience that people get somewhat confused and tripped over that. So if I can give you one small tweak, if I might offer that to you, here it would be. I want you to emulate, not imitate. Okay, now there's a very specific point to this word. And if you know the definition of the two words, you'll, you'll get it right away. Emulate instead of imitate. A lot of times, especially when I hear newer people get into the market, they go, okay, well, I'm going to model so-and-so, which means in their mind, they feel like they have to be a carbon copy of that person. Take a look at anybody in any industry that's crushing it, and that's probably a person that, if that's the industry and they're getting the results you want, that you would want to model. But be very careful about this, all right? Modeling does not mean imitation. And I've seen this happen. In fact, I'm watching somebody do it right now. It's painful to watch. But what they're doing is imitating somebody that they are trying to model. So what do they do? They use the exact same font. They use the exact same introduction to their videos. They use the exact same approach. They try to basically be a carbon copy of this other person. Now, what's the danger of doing that? If you know what the danger to doing this is, type type it into the chat box. Let me know what you might think that is. Tony Stewart says, success leaves clues. Exactly. Now listen, this is key and essential. Success does leave clues, and this is how come we follow people and we look at them and say, okay, what is it they're doing? If you imitate somebody and you try to be that person to the point of almost modeling their dress, right? Like how they how they put on their, you know, like how they dress, how they show up to their stuff, how they write. Sometimes I've even seen I have lit. Listen, as crazy as this sounds, I've actually seen people that will cut and paste other people, the people they're trying to trying to uh, model. They will take their ad copy and basically just tweak the words a little bit. Now, I'm not talking about what we do when we talk about when we teach people how to uh, rewrite a blog post here, okay? Because we actually instruct you how to do that. There's uh, uh, permission that's given to you to do that with some of the EMP blogs, okay? So what I'm talking about is when a person tries to model a person in the industry's uh, approach to success, and they pretty much plagiarize the person or try to become a carbon copy of it. So a lot of people, okay, here we go. I asked the question, what's the danger with that? Uh, and the, the danger is that it's not authentic. The danger is being perceived as a knockoff. Exactly. Now, here's what uh, a, um, uh, Angeline said. Emulate instead of imitate. And that is exactly what uh, my point is here. You want to emulate them. And so what's the difference between emulating and imitating? Think of it this way. If I imitate somebody, I'm basically trying to be them. For instance, if I'm a movie actor and I'm going to portray a famous character... I want to imitate who that person is, right? I'm going to imitate whomever that historical figure was. However, if I want to be a strong leader like that person, or if I want to have the results or something similar that a person in that industry or that particular field has achieved, what I will do is study how they, how they, how they approached, study how they prepared, study how they executed, and then start to do it on my terms, right? So if I know somebody, uh, for instance, who, who uh, got in fantastic shape by eating a high-protein, uh, high low-carb diet. I might put that into implementation for myself, but does that mean that I'm going to follow exactly what they ate every single day, eat exactly when they ate, worked out exactly how they worked out? Hopefully not. What I would do is emulate their approach. I would infuse the discipline. I would look at their strategy. I would look at some of the tactics that they, implied, or that they employed to get where they are, and then I would find out how it works for me. So remember, when you emulate somebody, what that means is you basically reverse engineer what they did. Not their results, not their success. You reverse engineer their strategies. You reverse engineer some of the tactics that they employed that supported that strategy. And then you put your own twist on it. You tweak it. You test it. You scratch the paint, ding the sheet metal. You make a few mistakes. Does this make sense? If this is making sense for you, type one in the chat box, meaning if you understand that modeling success does not mean imitating it, but rather emulating it, give me a one in the chat box. Let's see what's going on here. Uh, Jennifer Stover King, hey baby, what's going on? Infusing discipline, exactly. That's what else it takes. Uh, Michael's coming back saying focus on action, not on the results, you bet. Uh, Lots of folks dialing one in here and that's important. Lots of ones coming in, perfect. Okay, the next part to this is we want to question authority, all right? So if you're going to model the person that's successful, the next part to this might seem a little counterintuitive, but we're actually going to question that authority figure. We're going to question, is what they're doing really the best thing for the industry? Is it really best for my personal customers, clients, students, whomever you're approaching? And is it really best for me? So... I've done this many times in my own career. I've looked at people that I look at as, as paragons of success or, or paragons of leadership and said, okay, that's amazing what they're doing. But is it really the path that I want to be going down? Is that a message I necessarily want to uh, you know, portray and, and live through my values, my vision, my mission, and my purpose? And What I have found is that you can find value in a lot of things that people say. For instance, when I first started off in my journey as a speaker and, and even as a, as a coach and as a consultant, I would reference uh, Gary Vaynerchuk quite a bit. I thought Gary Vaynerchuk was great, and I actually appreciated his, his uh, approach to hustle. What I found after a while, though, was that that message became convoluted. It actually got watered down, not necessarily by Gary himself, but by a lot of his fanatical fanboy and fangirl followers who just took one word and ran with it. What it turned out from being, hey, work really hard, stay disciplined, stay focused, stay committed to your dream, suddenly the word became, hustle became kill yourself. It, made, it meant to ridicule other people if they weren't pacing with you. It meant basically glorifying. Uh, whatever it was you were doing over all else, sacrificing family, health, happiness, even, even, even just living life itself. And pretty soon I started to see it become pretty ugly. And because of that misunderstood nature to that, I realized, okay, I get what he's saying, but I'm going to actually question this. And so I started challenging people whenever they said, man, I'm hustling my face off. I'm like, can you explain that a little bit more what that means? And they're like, listen, I go to bed at midnight, wake up at four. I don't care about my, you know, I I don't have time to eat. I don't have time to do all this. And pretty soon they just basically started parroting and repeating without thinking about what they were saying, what other sort of motivational gurus were saying, especially people like Gary. And I thought, man, this is dangerous because you're not even thinking through this. And so I started asking them, you know, like, what are your values around that? like screw values dude, I don't need, I don't have time for that. I, I'm too busy hustling my face off. all right. that's fine. you know what's your big vision for what you want to achieve? Man, I want to make as much money as I can in a shorter period of time so I can go out there and crush dominate and power through you know whatever. All right, that's fine too. What's your mission here? Like what is it you're really trying to achieve? And they would give very fuzzy sort of uh, materialistic approaches to that answer. and that's fine. you know if that's their mission, no judgment whatsoever. The question that I then asked them was, how effective is this for your overall life? Are you truly happy? Are you getting the results you want? Or are you spending a lot of times hustling, i.e. spinning your wheels in the mud, and not really getting anywhere? And whether they wanted to be truthful or not with me, or more importantly with themselves, they ultimately came to the realization, many people, that they weren't really getting where they wanted to go in the timeline that was appropriate for them. So, That's how come, that's an example of the time when I started to question the authority, in my industry at least, around certain things that were being said. Now again, when you question authority, it doesn't mean that you make them wrong, okay? It doesn't mean that you're calling them out and bad-mouthing them, it doesn't even mean